0: The fruit of the Spirit is more than just the sum of its parts. Today on Rooted Daily, we see how it is the mindset of God that's even greater than we could ever understand. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy. And have you ever met someone who has uh, grammatical pet peeves? You know, someone who, for them, it just really, it gets under their skin when someone uses the wrong form of their, T-H-E-R-E or T-H-E-I-R, or they don't put the apostrophe in when, when it belongs. You know, for some people, that just really drives them up the wall. And for us as preachers, we have, I think, our own set of pet peeves. Like when someone says revelations, they add that s instead of revelation, or when someone says fruits of the spirit instead of fruit of the spirit. But it's not just always a pet peeve. Sometimes it really does make a difference. You see when Paul writes to the Galatians, Galatians 5:22, it's important to know that all those different parts of what he calls the fruit of the spirit are not just independent facets of our faith that we pursue individually. No, they work all together. Paul writes, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So first, you know, notice this list of things, they're all in a special category uh, of what I call the Bible's all-you-can-eat buffet. You can do all of these things as much as you want, and it's never going to go wrong. Against these things, there is no law. As long as you still have breath in your lungs, you can still be more joyful. You can still be more loving. You can still be more good and more gentle, and the world might tell you otherwise. They'll say, well, gentleness it's a fine character trait, but you don't want too much of it. Too much of gentleness and you'll be weak. The Bible says no, though. When it comes to gentleness, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. The more gentle you are, the better. And even if you think that some of these parts of the fruit of the Spirit describe you, you think you're you know, generally a peaceful person, verse 23 means that as long as you're still breathing, as long as there's still breath in your lungs, You can strive to be more peaceful if there's no law against it we can keep growing in it as long as we are here on earth but here's why uh, it's important that we don't make this word fruit plural why it's important we don't add that s paul talks about a singular product of the spirit in our lives it's a singular attitude we have and yeah by human definitions we can describe the whole thing with all these different parts But to God, they are one. It's one singular fruit the Spirit bears in our lives. And what that means is that we have that one singular fruit. What it means to have that, it means we have to be pursuing all of these parts that we as humans can identify with equal fervency, because that's how we can grasp at the mind of God, which is above our comprehension. I don't always understand how God works, but Paul says the spirit is helping me become more like him. And the way I can see that in action is when all of these different parts of what true godliness are, are manifesting in my life. You know, we can't just be the most loving person. That's not what godliness is. We need to be the most loving, joyous, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled people. the Spirit's fruit in us is a whole worldview. It's an attitude that includes all of those different traits equally. And because in this life, we will never fully obtain that worldview, we can grow in it every day. What's the practical implication of that? The practical implication is that to become more godly, we can't just pursue one area of what we perceive godliness to be. We can't only pursue love. We can't only pursue kindness. We need to trust the Spirit and grow in all of these parts equally because they all add up to something greater than the individual parts. In fact, that something greater is something beyond what we can even comprehend, I think. And how does the Spirit bear fruit in us? It's not just by marking us, what happens at baptism. At baptism, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're marked as God's children but that doesn't necessarily guarantee that we're going to bear the Spirit's fruit. It means we should, we have every reason to, but maybe you know someone who claims to be marked by the Spirit, claims to be a Christian, but just from the outside looking in, they don't seem to be a loving, joyous, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled person. Or maybe you know someone who has sat in a church pew all their life and they're a lot less fruitful than they should be it's because the spirit he doesn't force us to bear fruit against our will it's not something that just happens when we become christians the spirit allows us to be in control and he teaches us how to bear fruit in the work his greatest gift to us and that's why someone who is fired up about getting into the Word might be a lot farther along than in their fruit bearing and someone who has been sitting in the pews year after year. To bear the fruit of the Spirit, we need to root ourselves in the Word. And maybe one way we could learn from the Bible how we bear fruit is to look up. You know, how do I become more peaceful? You could pull out a concordance or go online and find Every time the Bible talks about peace or love, you could look up love and you would find plenty of material there on love. You could read it all. Uh, But this is where it matters that it's the fruit of the Spirit and not fruits of the Spirit. God doesn't want you to understand love in a vacuum or kindness in a vacuum or self-control in a vacuum. He wants you to grow in the fruit of the Spirit holistically. And that means we need to look to the Bible holistically. We need to open it up and see it all. Now, I think there are two reasons for that. First, if we look at this list of things that make up the fruit of the Spirit, we go into it with our own prejudice. Maybe uh, I'm comfortable learning and growing in peacefulness, but less so in self-control. And so, if I look at these individual parts uh, as individual parts of my faith, I'll spend more time pursuing peace, the thing I'm more comfortable with, than self-control, the thing I'm less comfortable with. And I may not even know what my own preferences are, but in my subconscious, I may not be chasing after a part of godliness as fervently as I should. If we bear the singular fruit of the Spirit, though, we'll learn to do it all. There'll be times I'm comfortable, and there will be other times I'm not. The second reason we can't view these individual parts in a vacuum is we have to look at them holistically because they all prop each other up. They all mix and mingle together. Maybe if you're stuck in your growth to love more, it's actually because you're struggling with gentleness or maybe the reason you can't figure out joy is because you haven't been pursuing self-control all of the different parts of the fruit of the spirit intermingle in ways i don't know if we could ever fully realize but if i just go look up all the passages on peace i'll understand more about how to have peace that's true but the spirit may also be telling me that the thing that is actually holding back my peace is that I'm failing to be gentle. We have to grow in the single fruit of the Spirit holistically, pursuing all the parts equally. And that means opening up the Word and seeing it all, growing in it all and letting each part work together so that that final product is greater than the sum of its parts. So you see, it's not just a pet peeve, it makes a difference. We aren't just pursuing the fruits of the spirit, which are individually love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. No, we are pursuing the fruit of the spirit, which is all those things, but it's also more than that. Godliness is not just the sum of morality. It is something we can't even fully comprehend, but the spirit is willing to teach us day by day. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and we use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent and be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.